Yeah, hello, hello, fikum, or hello, and welcome to the Bedouins Coffee Corner, where we discuss initiatives, progressive movements, and change makers in the Middle East. In today's episode, we're sitting down with Dina to talk about books, Arab society norms, and TikTok. Trust me, you want to stick around for this because she's literally one of the funniest people you will ever see on TikTok. Dina, hello, hello, fikum, hayaki Allah ala the Bedouins Coffee Corner. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you here. Of course. Thank you for having me on. So um, excited to join. I'm so happy to hear that. For those who don't know you, can you give an introduction of yourself? Yeah. Um, so my name is Dina, and I was born and raised in the States. My, I have an Iraqi background. So the whole Shakumaku atmosphere is very embedded in me um i'm during the day i'm a project manager for a pharmaceutical software company and whenever i have free time i make funny videos and some content that other muslim women can relate to i love that your like quote unquote funny content is so iconic i found you like mid pandemic and i was like wow this is so incredible <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad though. I honestly, the only reason that I continue to make content is like it's kind of like an outlet for me. But also, I love how other women will comment and be like, "Oh, this is so mean!" Like I thought I was the only one. So thank God, like I'm not the only one that's like losing my mind out here. Right. You know, honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. If you go through with my WhatsApp conversations with my mom, you're bound to find like one of your videos like once every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like your mom find some funny because my mom always like <laughs> like harassed me like why would you post this like why would you do that I'm like uh it's a joke but it's not really a joke <laughs> you know like I'll save them and send them to her and I'll be like mama this is so funny and then like even today I was like mom I'm interviewing Dina today and she goes who's Dina and I go mama the TikTok girl I keep sending you she goes oh <laughs> that's so funny I'm always surprised to hear people like tell me oh yeah I send your videos to my parents I'm like oh your parents watch it and what is what's like their reaction because my parents are just like this is not funny (laughs) your dad is hilarious though he that's actually um how I started to get out on like TikTok I made I honestly like before um I even joined I was like I'm never gonna make a TikTok and I'm not like interacting with this application but once the pandemic hit I was so bored and everybody kept telling me there's just so many funny videos I was like you know what let me let me see what this this is all about and I remember like the first time that I downloaded TikTok I was scrolling through my for you page and the more I would like Arab related content. I would, you know, see funny videos and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. So one day I just filmed my dad and like he blew up and people liked him. So kind of just like took off from there. Now it's like my own platform. <laughs> He's not yeah. just seeing it anymore. I think the video I first saw of yours was you were like like in your room or something and I can't remember what you were asking him about and he was like going through a drawer or he was standing at a drawer. Do you know what oh, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He, I think yep. he put on one of my coats that I ordered. Yes, exactly. And that was the <laughs> first ever TikTok I saw. And I was like, this guy is hilarious. She's so funny. Like, And then I went through your other videos and I was like, I really admired how you flipped from like English to like 
straight up like an Iraqi accent. And that's something like I love Arabs who are very like, yes, I'm an Arab. Um, and don't try to hide behind the fact that like they're American as well or whatever. So I was like, this this girl is so cool. I need to follow her. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with the whole you kind of like Arab people who aren't afraid to like step into their. I mean, my accent is pretty like harsh. That Arab accent gets a bad rep for being harsh, but I don't find it harsh. I find it kind of just endearing sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's great. We're fans of the Iraqi accent over here. <laughs> so you told us a little bit about how you got started on TikTok. Can you tell me how you decided to transition into making TikToks that are, um, you know, more so unfiltered and cover a lot of comedy, but still reflect on being a feminist in our societies and taking a stab at double standards? It's a great question. <laughs> um I honestly, I didn't even like have the intention to just make that shift. I started just to make content. I was like, you know what? This is how I'm feeling right now. So I'm just going to put it into a video or like an Instagram reel and like, we'll just see what happens from there. But I never really thought people um, would relate to it. It was kind of just like, I'm using my TikTok and my Instagram as kind of just like a, a journal, like a public journal and whoever sees it, sees it. But I think I made the conscious decision to continue and to like make more videos that touch on these touchy subjects with a humorous touch but also at the end of like the video like you're left thinking like hey like this is actually something that we face all the time within the culture because as a Muslim woman I've always struggled um growing up with fighting the cultural stereotypes and the patriarchal um rules by making it known that no, like I deserve to be here and I'm going to take up space regardless of what your cultural stereotypes dictate, because we have to make the conscious differentiation between the religion and the culture. And like growing up being young, I had no idea that all of the things I didn't like hearing were not from the religion. It was just from the culture. And I get a lot of DMs from younger um, Muslim women and that's kind of what pushes me to continue making content because if I was their age and I saw somebody making videos like these little like, you know, humorous um, 10, 20 second videos with a funny caption, they like, I wish I could have seen that growing up, like knowing like, okay, yeah. this is just culture. This is not the religion. I have nothing against the religion. But unfortunately growing up, you know, our time, it was kind of just like you were dealt with the cards that you were dealt with and just yeah, had to yeah. deal with it. So. Totally. I love how you say like you differentiate between the religion and the con uh, the culture. So like for me, I always and, and actually up until this day, most recently, I had the situation where I was having a conversation with a, with a colleague. And after I came home and like kissed my mom's forehead and was like, thank you for raising us the way you did, because like my parents, for example, raised me more on like the religious uh, values aspects etc and like obviously I so I'm Jordanian American so we do have obviously the culture embedded in us but all of the very like um, double standards and things that you know you see uh, maybe like far relatives go through we never went through because my parents were like whatever Seba is allowed to do you know Fadis my younger brother is allowed to do whatever he's not allowed to do I'm not allowed to do so I love how you highlight that because I feel like there's a lack of it. And as you said, like the younger generation now go on TikTok where there isn't a filter on anything, right? 
So I, I yeah. really love how you give them that platform and, and those videos that they could kind of like go to. Um, yeah, I like sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't really want to make videos anymore. But then the minute that I make that decision in my head, I'll get like a DM and I'm like, okay, this is the sign to just like try to keep making content. Because sometimes you just don't feel like it. And I'll only post when I have an idea. And after I post, it's kind of just like I let it go. And then I'll go back hours later and see what the feedback is. Um, luckily now, since the majority of the people who have interacted with my content have been mostly women because the content is geared for women. Like mm-hmm. I'm very <laughs> intuitive with like making posts. I'm just like, this is for girls only. <laughs> like, Yeah. But um, <clears throat> before I would always get like the hot on police, like patrolling my comments. And, you know, like the major response that they would have is just like, why do you make Muslim men look like this? We're not all bad. My immediate like response is just like if you're not bad, there's no reason to comment this. But right, so yeah. But the culture and religion totally different and opposite from each other. But it's just like even though making content in response to that, <clears throat> there is more that I could do and more that I should be doing because I just feel like we're constantly having to differentiate the two from our fellow like Muslims, like let them know like this is not nothing to do with religion. It's the culture, but it's just, you're kind of finding yourself at like an, a constant like back and forth with like differentiating, like, no, I don't have to feel guilty about this. This is like a cultural thing that was embedded in me. And I just have to like separate myself from that. But it's so interesting. So Dina, walk us through your creative process. Like, do you just get an idea and decide to record it? Or do you plan your content? Walk us through that process for you. It's a very messy process. And it's definitely not organized, as people like to think. Um, It'll just be random throughout the day. Like, I'll be working. And then I'll have, like, a 10-minute break that I'll take for myself. And I'll, like, scroll through TikTok. And if there's, like, a funny sound or, like, a new sound that comes out, I'll just, like, It'll just come to me like, oh, I could use this to make a, a video about um, something random. And then immediately I'll just make it and put it out there. I don't really prepare for content. Like I don't, you know, set aside like a day where I'll like get dressed up or get ready. I just kind of like film it. Sometimes I'll just film it in a hoodie. It does. I have no patience. So I'll just do it immediately as I get the idea before I forget. <laughs> well, that's so like refreshing to see like, you know. Someone just very casual and like creating content when they get yeah, the inspiration. Because if I if I don't do it right away, I'll forget and then I'll regret it or like the sound, I won't save it. So it, as long as it's like right there in the moment, I'll put it out there and then that's it. Yeah. So you spoke a little bit um, earlier about like how previously your content wasn't necessarily like get, getting the... A right audience so you would get like head on police in the comments etc besides that have you found any other challenges or difficulties along the way of your tiktok because you're at what i think eighty one thousand followers now so what has that been like for you honestly like in the beginning when i first started posting it was probably more i was getting a lot of feedback from like head on police and just like people i mean immediately the only feedback I would get is like oh your hijab isn't correct it doesn't matter what like the content in the video is it's just like it'll always go back to like how you're wearing your hijab or how as a hijabi you're represent like you're representing the hijab in that video or in that photo whatever it is 
But now I don't really, I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but I have not dealt with Haram police because I think the majority of the people who follow me now since my TikTok has been mostly, um, like now it's mostly book videos, uh, my personal interests, like I'll post videos about like something that I've been into lately or anything Taylor Swift related. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so, I mean, now like it, it just depends on who's been interacting with the content. That's who like see it first. Uh, I haven't really been making like mo- like videos that would be in a line with just like Muslim TikTok as the hashtag yeah. because I noticed before when I would use that hashtag, I would get more like hot on police in my comments and mm-hmm. I just don't like dealing with them um, because their comments, even though they don't affect me, I don't want other people seeing it who are like not in a good place and like believing what they're saying because their way with words is just not very empathetic at all which I don't understand how that would even align with religion but that's a conversation for another day <laughs> um so I don't want others seeing that and then thinking oh like user 60777 without a profile picture is totally correct in what they're saying because they have other people like commenting back in their thread so I don't like to yeah. give them a platform if that makes sense yeah totally agree with you you always have the coolest fits by the way um this is Ew. like something I always notice every time I go through your Instagram I'm like wow like I could have never thought of like pairing these things together so do you think the future of your page holds a bit more in fashion for example or is this like headed a different way for you honestly I'm the type of person that I'll never have like just one aesthetic like I know how some people like their whole page is just fashion beauty tips I can't do that because I'll always end up posting things that I like in the Mm -hmm. time being so I guess my page my Instagram page is where I post most of my like fit pics my fit videos um lately it's been more of a bookstagram because I do read a lot that's like my my biggest hobby I mean it's immediately after I'm done working I'll just open up a book and read right through it um my tiktok is more of like i've been looking at my tiktok as like oh here's where i post like my funny videos like this is Mm -hmm. where i'm kind of just like unhinged and Mm -hmm. whoever else is also unhinged has like a safe space here it's been more of like making content for like eldest daughter generational trauma um (laughs) i'm an eldest daughter so (laughs) yeah It's literally a safe space for that. It's a safe space for um, people who are recovering from eating disorders. Uh, It's just like a, it's a place where I get to make videos of about however I'm feeling. If it has something to do with humor, it'll be funny. If it's like a bad day for me, I'll make a video like, oh, is anybody else also feeling this way? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I don't really have like just one specific aesthetic, but right now where my TikTok is at, that's like exactly where I would like it to be, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about, so earlier you were telling me about how the videos that you make that basically take a stab at like, um, you know, basically double standards in our society as as Arabs um, overall and also as Muslims. So you're saying that you keep doing this because once you're about to stop, you get a DM and that like the younger generation, go ahead and look at that and it could help guide them. 
what's your what are your hopes to that like do you think that you're going to be an advocate for this um you know as something further than tiktok or do you think that you know you're going to continue to use your social media platforms to advocate for like you know just clarity on in terms of um double standards i would like to think that both social media platforms that i continuously utilize will be a place where i advocate for not even just like people struggling with the double standards in our culture but for anyone who's struggling with the same things that i've been going through and that i went through growing up and i feel like the double standard struggle is a forever thing <clears throat> i don't see that being something that is going to stop for me unless well i mean <laughs> hopefully i get to move out in the future and then i don't really have to deal with it that much <laughs> but as long as I'm like living at home, the double standard battle is consistent, even though it may ebb and flow, like the struggles with it and like the frustration that I have may ebb and flow. It's it's something that's always been there and that will continue to be there. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I kind of feel like I, I don't want to post anything at all and I want to just like leave social media because I'll have a moment of weakness, like let's say my mother would be like, well, how are you going to get married with social media? That's like the biggest like guilt trip. And recently my, um, my my mind attack against that statement is like, well, do they normally ask men? Like, how are you going to get married if you have social media? I don't think so. Like, I really don't because men are just, you know, in the eyes of the Arab culture, you know, they have needs and they have desires and they can do whatever they want and it will go unnoticed and like unaccounted for because, they are men, which is not in line with religion. Mm -hmm. And I personally wouldn't want some, I wouldn't want to marry someone who in their mind, the the only way that they could make a, a judgment on me is like, if I have social media, because in their mind, <clears throat> if having social media is a negative thing, it might mean that they're using it in a negative way. And yeah. I don't see myself using it as in a negative way. Um, For sure. With the DMs that I get, I've I've made you know it's it's hard for me to like be uh, to like give myself credit where credit is due. But from the DMs that I've gotten, it seems like my social media has been helpful to people, even if it's something that's like a sad video. It's just like oh, like I felt seen and it felt nice to like you know have someone to relate to, even though I don't know them, because I know how hard it is to not be. Uh, not feel like anyone around you is like you and to just feel kind of lonely and like alone with like the struggles that you're going through. And if someone reaches out to me and tells me like, Hey, like this video made me feel um, like I'm not dealing with my struggle by myself. Like I, I have someone out there. I feel like that's my way of paying it forward. And that does fulfill me at the end of the day. So um, I don't really have like a, a, you know, a grounded plan of like exactly what my social media forever will be, you know, um, an advocate for. But as long as like it's doing something positive, no matter what the content shifts to, uh, which I don't really see it shifting to like, you know, something completely out of the ordinary, like nothing that I've ever done before. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, as long as it's doing something out there for people and it's like providing them with a sense with a less sense of loneliness, I feel like I've done my job. And I'll continue to do that in the best way that I can. I love that, how you take an approach, like a holistic approach of like, as long as I'm making a positive impact, it stays. 
that's really inspiring to think um, that way. Do you know, walk us through like people who, so, okay. So you have, I always say there are like three types of people on TikTok, right? Like the people that are like too old for TikTok and like truly don't know like how it works or like don't spend time on it. Then you have people that are like us who are like young, were introduced to like Instagram, et cetera, and then shifted to TikTok. And then you have a generation that seems to like, you know, get on social media at the time of TikTok. So I always find it so interesting how there are different groups of people and different um, age, uh, let's say, uh, gaps or uh, different age groups that are on TikTok uh, for that matter. And I feel like each and every one sees TikTokers a certain way, right? So I think like the first two groups that are a little bit younger, like, oh my God, these TikTokers, like you have this followers, that's so cool. The older ones, I feel like they don't get it as much, but walk us through what it's like, you know, what a day in the life of someone who has a following on TikTok is like, and, you know, what do you think are some misconceptions people might have of you as a TikToker? Um... I don't think it's that glamorous because I'll wake up in the morning and I don't really post every day because I have really bad ADHD. So when I post, it's like back to back to back. And then it's like not for like another like three days or like whenever, you know, my creativity juices are flowing. But I noticed in the beginning when I first started TikTok, when I was posting videos with my father, um, there was so much traction and there were so many comments coming in constantly. It was so overwhelming. I don't think people realize um, these bigger TikTokers, like for instance, my favorite TikToker is Drew Afawalo. Um, and she posts all the time, her like, you know, attacking misogynists and like bigotry. And her like comment influx is so like wide and so fast. Like, I remember when I would post my father, there was a video that I posted and I put my phone down and I went to go do something. I went to go get like a water bottle and it was the summertime and I pick up my phone and my phone is like frozen because of all these comments that are coming in. And I just remember feeling very overwhelmed because I had no intention of responding to any of the comments in that moment because like, okay, this is too much. But people would get very angry. Like, oh, like, why doesn't she answer? I think I was wearing like a a shirt that people wanted to know like where it was from. And I guess people were upset that I wasn't responding right away. So I immediately just like commented, it's from H&M. And I like left. <laughs> like I just <laughs> did not go back to the comment section because it was so much. And um, now since my, I've been like stuck at like 81,000 for quite some time. And I, I really, if I'm honest with you, I don't really want to gain like, as many followers as I used to because I would post my dad and like the following the follower amount would like increase within like hours and it would just be like people from like Iraq you know and they would just comment all the time in like Arabi and I would have to like respond and stuff but now I'm, I'm comfortable where it's at and like with the amount of like comments and like at the rate that the comments are coming in because it's like a calm amount it's not like so much I don't think I would want to be a TikToker where my comments are coming in at like full speed um, because I feel like I would struggle with like implementing those boundaries of like I don't have to respond right away because I do have a life outside of this application. Yeah. Um, but now, no, it's not that glamorous. It's not as, you know, high intensity. I If I post a video, um, 
like the comments will come in slowly and you know I, if I want to respond like usually people who comment on my videos are as unhinged as I am so we'll post like funny comments and just keep it going but nothing crazy um I think also with Instagram it's a little bit calmer than my TikTok uh lately with the whole book reels that I've been posting every time I finish a book those are just so much fun for me to make like I'll make a a, a reel about like the aesthetic of this book and then I'll mm-hmm. post like photos of what I feel like the book kind of like the book playing in my brain what it looked like in my head mm-hmm. um those are fun for me to put together because I'll watch them consist and I'm like oh wow that book was so good and this part like I'll get so nostalgic even though I just finished it and I'll go back and like go back over the quotes that I underlined Um, so everything that I do on social media, it's not just for the people who follow me. It's also like, no, this is kind of like things that I post for myself as memories and I'll go back and look and watch them. It's true what they say. Content creators do rewatch their content all the time, (laughs) which is a little borderline narcissistic, but if it's the book aesthetic reels, I'm, I'm, I'm like replaying it on a loop. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you had a, uh, reel and like a TikTok that I really liked where you basically like, this was like yesterday, I think I saw it. You recorded yourself before you read, um, what was it? The kite, the kite, was it the kite runner or was it A Thousand Splendid Sons? Yeah. A Thousand Splendid Sons. That book did a number on me. Yeah. So you posted like a video of before, like, this is me before reading it. This is me after. And you're like, like straight up, like sobbing Sobbing. after. Sobbing. Um, It was Oh my, it was horrible. Yeah. I think I, you know, so how do you feel when like, do you ever go through this mo- those moments? Okay. So just for like reference. So for me, like when I post something and I go back and I'm like, oh my God, that angle was so bad of me. I want to like archive this. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it, like, you t- sometimes you just tear yourself apart on social media. Um, have you ever had moments like that on your, like when you do your book talks or like even, you know, reels or tiktoks where like you you know look at you sobbing and are like i'm gonna keep this up or like should i take this down or like you know because it's so unfiltered um so if you were to ask me this question four years ago i we wouldn't be having this conversation because i would not have been active on social media like i am now and the reason for that is i having suffered from an eating disorder for five years of my life I was always so insecure about everything, not just like how my face looked, but everything. I would pick apart like any photo somebody took of me, it would be impossible to get it on social media because I was so invested in every single piece of me in that photo that it would just never make it. It would be deleted instantly or I would like completely ignore the person until they did. Um, Now, to be completely transparent with you, anything that I post on my social media, if it's a photo, if it's a video of me crying my eyes out, because the one that I posted yesterday is not the only one, by the way. There's so many on my TikTok, and then there's another one on my Instagram, crying after I've read The Song of Achilles, which, super sad book. Super, super sad. Um, But now, like, I... (sighs) I rewatch those videos and I actually just like laugh. I'm like, this is amazing. This is so funny. And my reaction is never like, oh no, I wish I never posted that or how embarrassing. I'm just like, uh, people who also have read this book, not even just the thousands when it sounds with the song of Achilles. I get so, I start laughing a lot when I read the comments on the reel that I posted because this one girl tagged her friend and she was like, she gets it. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 Cause the, if you read the book, 
and <laughs> you get to the ending, it's like, if you don't cry, are you, is like, is everything all right? Yeah. But um, even if it's like videos of me, like posting um, the large text, like captions on my TikTok. And um, I remember it was like on my TikTok, I think three weeks ago, I posted it to the, my favorite Taylor Swift song, right where you left. Yeah. Me, yeah. Relatable to like every single thing. I don't know how that song is like relatable to every moment and how I can find out like different movies I watch like that song is playing in my head. Um, I was so I made that video and I posted it and I honestly was shocked when I went back like hours later to look at the comments because all of these girls were like, it's kind of scary how you know what's going on in my brain. Um, it creates like a, a fun environment and like a safe environment because everyone in the comments is on the same page and we don't know each other. So yeah. I, I find it to be kind of astounding where I can relate to these strangers more than I could relate to people that I actually know in real life. So I never now, I like now I never go back to videos. I'm like, Oh, I hate how I look here. Um, I'm going to delete it. I'll, if I make content, um, that I don't find funny anymore. I'm like, oh, I just gave myself the ick. But it's never like how I look, you know. It's just like mm-hmm. it's not that funny to me anymore. <laughs> but other people find it funny. I'm like, I don't like this. I'm deleting it. Yeah. No, your book, uh, like your book recommendations are always on point. I always take recommendations from you when you like talk about books that you're reading. Um, I picked up uh, the Song of Achilles, and then I was like putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then I saw your TikTok and I was like, I'm not reading that because I don't think I could, <laughs> I could handle it. <laughs> oh my God. It was so sad, but it's beautiful. It is absolutely like, if I could wipe my memory just to experience that book again, I would. It's, it's such a beautifully, like the book itself, the story, the way that the author chose to depict their love. I, when I, when I was done, I was like, when is it my turn to be happy? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. When is it my turn to be happy? When you need to turn? make merch. <laughs> you need to like create hoodies and like print that out. <laughs> like literally, why is this not my life? Why can't she have written, you know, my love story? Because this is yeah. this is not what I experienced. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, um, I took a lot of your time. So thank you so much for being on here. Before we wrap it up, is there anything else that we didn't touch base on that you'd like to talk about or you'd like to mention for the listeners? I think we touched on our whole agenda that we discussed earlier, but if you ever want to do this again, let me know. <laughs> I'll talk yeah. to you for hours. <laughs> no, it was fun. I I honestly thank you so much for being on and um you know, it's so, it's so interesting that every time I host someone that I've been, because all my guests are people that I've been following on social media for like at least a while. So it's just so mm-hmm. interesting that like, you know, when you see someone online and then you talk, it's like really different. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. it's so cool to always see that version of uh, the person behind the platform. I hope so. I lived up to the online expectation and didn't like, you know. Dina, come on. You're like the coolest person ever. <laughs> I never want to be that person when people meet and they're like, she's really different online. Like she's not. No, no you're pretty much yourself in a, in a nutshell. Like I think you're, you're a pretty solid reflection of, you know, what you post. So um, thank you so much for being here again. And I really appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Mm-hmm.